then my second negative cultural shock was at school where i mean i'm coming here as an international student i'm going to an international university but only to arrive and see that there's segregation between us international students and hungarians which makes it even difficult to learn as deeply about the culture and Yes, what she said. <laughs> it's giving Bible verse. Because it is a Bible verse. <laughs> shamelessly, shamelessly a Gen Z. <laughs> anyway, guys, um, today is the third episode. We're on episode three already? Yeah. Oh, we had a bonus episode. Okay, so episode three. Yes. So, the fourth recording, but... Oh, actually, no. It is the third recording. It's just that the other one we divided into two. Yeah. Technically. So, the third recording. Third recording mm-hmm. session. Uh, I'm actually looking cute for y'all. I mean, as you can see, we're in a different place. Different space. I'm giving period blues, though. <laughs> and I'm giving up gastric pain blues. But you know what? We made it. We came here. We we're here, here for you guys. We made and we are obliged to... We are disciplined. Let me say we're disciplined. So we make sure that every single week you guys get an episode, no matter what we're going through. That ain't out of your baby. Because we yeah. need to deal with each other, with God, with y'all, that we're going to post every week. So yes. that's what we're doing. <laughs> so today we're going to be talking about cultural shocks. Boo, 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 boo. So as usual, I'm just going to go ahead and ask Michelle. What? What? And I'm, as usual, not as... She's gonna reply as unexpected. I'm gonna throw the ball back to her. <laughs> of, of course, <laughs> it has to come back to me. Anywho, so when you moved to Hungary, what was the first thing that was like a shock to you? What were you like? Oh my god! Like, <gasps> is this a thing? <laughs> is this what they do? <gasps> is this how they do it here? Hmm. Number one, yeah. I would say. Positively, People, I forgot to mention. Positively. This, the, the positive one, and then you'll mention the negative one after. Okay. Um, the positive one was safety. I moved here. I was able to move around even into the night and not feel the need to constantly check over my shoulders because I feel like back home, at, by a certain time, you should just be in the house because that's the time for nocturnal activity. And by nocturnal activity, I mean theft and... In, it's just a lot of insecure <laughs> yeah it people associate the nighttime with a lot of insecure activity and so um here life still goes on through the night it's very safe and that was one of the things that made me feel at home despite being away from home and it makes it easy for you to adapt yeah. and then I was so shocked to see people living in the city center because back in Kenya, the city center is for business activities oh. and then people move, then the, there's the residential areas. Oh. So when I was here and I saw like a supermarket and residential houses at the top, I was like, whoa, 
okay this is new because back home in such a unit it's gonna be a supermarket and offices at the at the oh, at the top yeah. so walking around seeing flats and just how the people's lives was intertwined with the city with the city life like the businesses and the clubs and everything it just it was new to me it was new to me and the structures are also very different from back home yeah the architecture, used to, yeah, yeah, the architecture, architecture yeah. europe is known for its beautiful architecture yeah. yeah so those were some of the things that struck me mm-hmm. yeah and then the negative one the negative ones um don't you think you want to say something positive too first ah. okay just go in what was the positive thing let me see what i made a note of but let me just think as well when i came here the first thing that stood out for me was how good the transport system was I was fetched by my friend and then he just got me into a bus from the airport and I'm like, oh, okay. I mean, it was a very long ride for me. I was just like, oh my God, we've been in this bus for a long time. And standing up is normal. Standing up in a bus is normal. In South Africa, they get a ticket, whatever. You get fined for that. Here, you can be in a bus standing up because there's no space and no one's going to say anything. And you get there very safely. Like the safety when it comes to how they drive and everything. I've never seen any accident. Well, we've only had one with Tram 4 and 6, just one. But that's the only accident I've seen. And how they clean it up so quickly is very interesting. They attend oh. to it so quickly. But anyway, we're nice. not there. <laughs> they attend so fast, but we're not there. Um, so the transport system stood out for me. I was just like, wow, it's very simple. You just go to a machine, you buy a ticket, which is quite affordable, mm-hmm. according to me, compared to in South Africa, where you have to take a taxi from here to there, then take another one from there to there. This one takes you where you can walk to wherever you were going. So that's very, that was very convenient for me from the airport and the whole day, how, um, my friend was just saying, oh, just buy like a 72-hour ticket and you know that you can move around for 72 hours. You can use as many transport systems as you want as long as you're within Budapest. So that really stood out for me. And uh, what else? Oh, the same day we went to the shops because obviously I had to buy a few things like, um, what do you call this thing? Like pots, blah, 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 blah. And the one, the good thing that, like, the positive thing that stood out for me was I don't like going to the till and paying and having to speak to people. So the fact that I can just walk into the shop yeah. with my headphones and just go to the self-service tills, I was just like, you can, you can do this. You use your phone, very convenient. I don't need to be walking around with my card because sometimes in South Africa I would leave my card, but you know you have your phone with you every single time. So you can use your phone to uh, tap and on the self-service machines so i don't need to be talking to nobody and i don't need to be stressing about walking around with my card that really stood out for me because even when i went back to south africa this year in january as much as most companies are um, adapting to the whole uh tapping with your phone thing not all of them actually accept that so those are the two things that stood out for me that got me excited about this country that's when i felt like i'm in europe baby yeah yeah i hear you mm-hmm. and um yeah just to add on the self-checkouts the pin the the pin payment of the card transactions like mm-hmm. limiting you were limiting you moving around with a lot of cash i feel like yeah. that was also like a good thing yeah yeah when we came here yeah okay now let's talk about the negatives i think my first biggest negative was the taxis because why are you charging me per minute? Like the it's red, the light is red, but the the meter is still going on. Like it's 
I think the worst thing is seeing it running. Yeah. Because unlike in, in South Africa, you'll it's see how distance. much it is the moment you, you book the, it you ends. Book oh. Here, like you, you'll know how much it is the moment it ends. Here, you see the meter running. You're just yeah. thinking, damn, like I thought it's going to be 3K and the meter's running, it's 3.5 yeah. and you're still far from where you're exactly. going. You just literally feel like telling the bald guy like, actually, can you drop me here? <laughs> I only have 3,000. Just drop me when 3,000 is going to end because that's all I'm willing to spend. Because, yeah, yeah, because back home, I mean, you're going to order a cab. You know that this this is the distance and they've given you the amount that you're going to pay. But here you get a range. Like, it's going to be like, okay, 3,000 to 4,000 points. And if there's traffic, you're going to pay for that. You're going to pay for his time. Do you guys use Bolt or Uber? We have both. Actually, there's no Uber here, which is crazy. There's no Uber. Which makes yeah. taxis slightly more shop. expensive. It makes them more expensive yeah. because they don't have competition. Their only competition is uh, taxis, like actual taxis. Because you know I how you those have... those are even more expensive bold. than bold. Yeah, that's the only competition. Uh, that's why they can have higher prices than in other like countries, like Africa, African countries. Because the yeah. taxis, obviously, a meter, ta- a meter cab is expensive. You know, you're not going to use a meter cab. And they have a so base have fee. Bolts. Like, yeah. just seeing all of those things and being like, okay, I guess walking and using the bus is not so bad. So bad. They have buses. They have trams. They have trains. What, what else? They Trolling also have buses. the night buses, yeah. right? Yeah. 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 So if you're leaving the club in the middle of the night, chances are if you live within the city center, there's a bus going to your area. And you can get home safely. Yep. Yeah. Because oh, I feel like wait, back are you home. Recording there? Yeah. Okay. Yes, yes I am. Sure. <laughs> You're like, what's going on? I see your Let notes. Me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I didn't see you press record. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Then my second negative cultural shock was at school, where, I mean, I'm coming here as an international student, I'm going to an international university, but only to arrive and see that there's segregation between us international students and Hungarians, which makes it even difficult to learn as deeply about the culture, the culture and, and, the and the language as well. And I feel like a big role that, like um, a big factor that causes is the language barrier for the Hungarians that don't speak English that well. So they just go to, like they, they're in the Hungarian exclusive courses. Yeah. And it's, it's sad because even as you're registering for optional courses, when you look at the Hungarian uh, student options, like it's so wide. They have Japanese chess. They have like the A most incredible things. We yeah. have economics, applied blah, 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 yeah. coding. Like, okay, sometimes I'm taking an optional or additional course because I want to learn something. Yeah. And sometimes I just want to be around a fun community and... Mm-hmm. Learn new games, learn new tra- like you know how to play chess. And that's like because it's the fourth yeah. most difficult language in the world. Yeah. And you know, for you to learn a language, if you are around people that speak that language every single day, you will be able to pick up certain words, and it's easier for you to learn it because you actually learn it without even yeah. being aware that you're yeah. learning yeah. it. Yeah. The so more you use it, the more it, you use it, you hear it. You learn everything. Yeah. Speaking, listening, it's it's you learn everything at the same time. Yeah. As compared to like now, I want to ask you a question on that. Uh-huh. Um, so this one time we were in the what do you call that thing CAO so central academic office so that's where you get all the help as an international student uh-huh. well every student basically and they came to us and they were like all foreigners this side all Hungarians this side how do you feel about being called a foreigner 
Uh, as opposed to international students because i think for me if you say international student it makes sense it makes the moment you say foreigner it's it's, it stabbed me they were like all foreigners and yeah i feel like i'd rather be identified as an international student than a foreigner because uh it just adds to the factor that i'm not home international student means like i'm here i'm here for a purpose like I feel like I'm here temporarily, but it's my temporary home. I yeah. feel like when you say foreigner, it's already addressing the fact that you don't you don't belong here. here you know, this is not a and so yeah, I prefer I prefer international <laughs> students. It was so painful. It was my first year, my first semester. We just standing in the queue, and they're like, "All foreigners this side." I'm like, "Oh my god, did you really have to say foreigners?" Yeah. And wow. That hurts. It really hurts. It hurts. Another cultural shock I'd say I have experienced here is the passive racism. I feel like um, they're not going to be racist outwardly to, to you. Like, oh, yeah. go back to your home country. or Okay, there's going to be exceptional cases of that. But the chances of it happening are so minimal. But the fact that they make it so hard to be an international student with all the ridiculous paperwork we have to file, like all the stress work we have to go through in registering for courses... I feel like it just, it just, especially immigration. Like, mm. I feel like immigration is where it all starts. You know, registering for, course, for, for courses is something that, okay, everyone's struggling with it. It's a new system to everybody. But when it comes to immigration, one time I'm at immigration office and the lady doesn't speak English. And I'm just like, of all the people in Hungary, you're the one who's supposed to deal with international students and you don't speak English. English. And then the immigration offices are so far from the city. Like, I'm just like, especially in Debrecen, like, it's in literally, the, you know, in Budapest, it's not so it's far not because far. the, bu- the yeah, bus really the bus goes there. It's like four it's, stops. Yeah. But in Debrecen, I'm just like, I have to walk a mile and a half to give, to get a proof of residence. That's also, and the fact that they're so crowded. You go there, you're spending the whole day there. It's just. I just expected more. Yeah. I expected more with regard to immigration. I expected and, and I expected also school to step Confused. in because Con- it's like you're not here by yourself, yourself on your own for your it's own like, personal reasons. I'm you're here for school mm-hmm. on a scholarship, so it should be much more easier. You should just be going there to have your picture taken and your fingerprints taken. Yeah, biometrics, and that's, and that's instead all. Instead of having to go there, every you're, proving time yourself, here you're proving yourself. You're proving that, that your mom here. is your mom. To prove that you're studying here, I feel like if the I the university knows me, I feel like yeah. if they presented my data and all I had to do was go there and you know do the biometrics, then yeah. one it's easier because it's a legitimate source. Because every single time you're there, they're like, okay, proof of accommodation, show us where you live, show us your contract, show us your address card. Okay, then proof that you're actually going to school, show us your active students. Like. If I'm actively going to school, school is going to have me in the system. Yeah. Now that school has me in the system, they can easily transfer that data to immigration. It's just like they put all the burden on us. Yeah. And I actually feel like a foreigner every time that I'm going to immigration office because I know, okay, they don't give a fuck about me. I have to. It's just too much. I feel like it's Very just strange. it's just too much. It's or sometimes you're at the store and the moment of African needs help, there's no one. Th- there's no attendant. Yeah. There's no Even at the banks. 
Like you go there, you have a problem. All of a sudden, no one speaks English. And they send you texts exactly. in Hungarian. They send you emails exactly. in Hungarian. And I'm just like, literally on my system, on my bank system, it says Maseho. That is definitely not a Hungarian person. They could be more English. And when you translate, it doesn't translate exactly how it's supposed to be. It sounds, yeah. it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense at all. I'm just like, mm-hmm. I feel like if you're an organization and you're dealing with international students, yeah. you should have set up a system that facilitates adequate communication because sending me an email and i have to figure out i'm already exhausted first of all because i like i'm easygoing and i like when things are easygoing as well so for you to send me an email i have to figure out what it's actually saying because i actually can't read it straight up i have to look for my translator google lens figure that out it's just it's too much i feel like we as africans are very accommodating to foreigners in our countries and so in my mind i felt like it would be something that yeah, would be normalized welcome. exactly you barely feel welcomed because the thing is i had this talk with what i call my who i call my little brother um like a week ago and he was saying how they had to re-register for the dorm because i was like how did our friends miss out on re-registering for the dorm the dorm is like the residence the school residence and he's like it's because they sent us an email two sentences in hungarian so the moment you read it in let's say in the streets because now emails are like whatsapp you, you need to constantly be on your email so he said he opened it and then because it was in hungarian it was two lines he didn't think it's important yeah and, he bought it. and then after a few days the guy's like oh do you know that the uh, reapplication for the dorm is expiring like i mean it's the deadline is on this day he's like what are you talking about he's like yeah. didn't you receive an email like this he's like first of all it's two lines very unprofessional mm-hmm. secondly it's in hungarian even though even exactly. if you had planned to translate it at some point you forget because you're like oh yeah i'll check it later yeah, and then you just then never you just do so you miss out on important things that happened to me as well with yeah. the immigration office and um one what did i want to add on to that mm. so now that you talked about the whole dorm situation yeah. i also feel like and i'm gonna speak with i'm speaking with reference to my university mm-hmm. because i've seen other university handle their students better mm-hmm. but the university of debrison really has a long way to go because explain to me why i'm a foreigner i'm coming from my home country only to arrive here and i have to figure out where i'm gonna live because i feel like when i was looking at scholarships in the u.s the students are guaranteed of accommodation at least for your first year mm-hmm. and if you feel like you want to move out you you can move it and the and the accommodation and the accommodation spaces are in good condition like you see them making tiktoks about their dorms and they're so cute like people were actually meant to live there but you come here and even the dorms are so run down yeah. they're so old there's no internet yeah. it's like didn't you guys know that students are going to live here i feel like with the price and you paying international fees you really expect a lot Better, yeah like a better like a better living condition living condition i was shocked i was like my my the cultural yeah. shock that was negative for me i remember i went there with my friend and i was like is this, this where i'm gonna stay exactly. literally just you guys if you follow my youtube channel you know it was just a straight long area and you're paying a certain amount first of all in south africa i could be paying that amount for staying living alone, in a better house living alone in a better space and not having to deal with five or ten other people but first of all be away when you come to the dorms here if you're first year you're definitely going to be sharing with about five other people or whatever like you are not going to be the only one in a room I'm not talking about like mm-hmm. a house and you're sharing the kitchen and the toilet bathroom 
in a room like this room could be having two uh, one bunk bed there another one there another one there another and two behind it's us so crazy literally it's because so crazy. they utilize the space like that. it's giving high school like yeah. i feel like we're in university a little bit more privacy will be appreciated yes. two, is a, grab, all, two, exactly, two is a decent number two is a decent number two is a decent number i feel like if they paired you with someone, someone else yeah. and even if they had a little interview because i also i'm also not for random selection yeah. i feel like okay in the universities in the u.s they have like an interview where you say okay i'd like i like to work out i'd like a roommate that works out as well yeah. i like to yeah. cook i'd like a roommate so that it increases compatibility yeah. and it makes your acclimatization easier like yeah. you're gonna settle down easier because you're not constantly fighting you're not constantly disagreeing yeah. so i feel like that's a part where they can significantly step up their game in accommodating international students on your first year because already you're coming here the academic system is different school is different the registration process is different like there's just a lot going on you have to open a bank account for you to get your stipend you have to figure out where to go because to get a student id you don't get it from university you have to go and register at a government office i was was like what is that when i started at birds i literally went to register in person because there was a problem with my thing and they were like well since you're here let's just do your student card they just said sit here i took a picture it was printed out immediately yeah. I got my student card and then i used it to access the school here you have to go to a certain office to go and give all your papers blah 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 blah, blah. Government and you office. have to wait uh, for some time and then after getting not you don't even get it instantly you have to wait for it to be produced so basically it's a I don't know if it's for the whole of Hungary or if it's just for Budapest. It's not a. It's for BME students. It's for ELTA students. No, it's a. It's a whole for everybody. Yeah, it's for everybody. Exactly. Like, so it's and it's the paper like so. There's there's a lot of paperwork going on when you're new, and you also have to go and collect your permit. So I feel like school could really step up its game and make because a lot of people are coming to Hungary. They don't know where they're gonna live. They don't know where they're gonna stay. But school is starting, and they really don't care. You have to be here. So I feel like they could they could go a long way yeah. in making the whole transition process easier for the students. Because first of all, you're traveling from Africa. Africa is far from because you could be like me from the south of Africa, and you're traveling so far into this new continent, new country, new city, new people. You still have to figure out the whole system with the school and everything. Now you have to be running around sorting out accommodation. You don't even know where to start like people are always stressed when it comes to this because what you're saying is right if they could just offer accommodation for international students and make sure that you are sharing with someone that gets you so that you don't have to go through because first of all you're gonna have yeah. um, what you what do you call this home you're gonna have homesickness you're gonna miss home and whatever yeah. so if they know that two south africans are coming put them together in one room yeah, at least at be. least put two, two people together for a certain reason like okay they're both south africans or put even if you put me with somebody else so that I can you know because sometimes you end up isolating yourself because you just want to be with South Africans because it feels homely so you do need to learn to get out of your box but then they need to find something that's gonna put you guys together so that you don't end up in conflict and stuff like that oh it's just a lot it it's is. insane and it I don't want you guys to think that we are giving you all the negative things and then discouraging you to come here there is a lot of good as much as there's a lot of bad yeah hopefully as time goes by things are gonna get better maybe someone from the department will listen to our podcast and be like oh we were not aware or something I mean I think they are aware but they're just choosing to ignore and speaking of not being aware 
Tell me why the University of Debrecen decides to construct a new structure for accommodation, mm-hmm. but a shared room is 216,000 Hungarian points. Per Per month. Per month. Per mm-hmm. month. For a shared space. And that's for students. Our stipend is 80,000. Do you see? I feel like... I just, It's not even 80,000. Our stipend is 40,000 for accommodation. And forty-three thousand for food. Forty thousand for accommodation. And accommodation that's she just mentioned it's two hundred and something thousand. Exactly. Tell me how you're supposed to get the difference. And that forty-three child that forty-three thousand is gonna cover your food, your transport, your skincare, your 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 laundry. Like there's so many things that you have that's to nice. buy there and it's not like back home where Forty-three thousand and soap is gonna cost like I don't know five thousand yeah. points for the soap and the fabric softener. Like you think five thousand points just for the soap? I, I spend ten k, seven to ten k, just for soap. I'm not talking about fabric softener yet, just for soap. So just for you to see how unrealistic or how insignificant that amount of money is. Like it's significant if I was in Kenya, but yeah. here I feel like I could I couldn't I couldn't. They could do better. They can because be, I think what frustrates me the most is how the economy changes every single year. Yeah. But the budget doesn't change. It's been the yeah. same ever since the pandemic started. Which is imagine what was happening at that at that time. The economy was good. You could get a place for forty k. You could live a good life on 43k. Even when I moved here in 2021, it wasn't as bad as it is right now. Right now, it's horrible. The, in, the inflation here... It's just insane. I was, <laughs> I was at the store the other day, and I wanted to buy some eggs, right? So I decided, okay, I'm not going to buy a tray of eggs because it's going to expire in 15 days. Yeah. I mean, 30 eggs, eating 30 eggs, 30 eggs within 15 days just seems like... Mm, the math wasn't realistic for me because I'm not trying to eat them directly. I just want to bake and like do some sauce. Oh, okay. So I decided, okay, um, I get some, I, sm- I get a smaller cart and I go to get some mayonnaise. Tell me why the price of eggs, a tray of eggs, and the price of mayonnaise is the same. Like, what's going on here? Please. What? Are we on? what? I think oh. Jesus must come back at this point in time. He really paid for. What did he pay for? Do you know how at the store like wow. basic to- needs. Basic needs. We we're going through a lot for basic needs. You need a shelter. You need it. You don't want it. You need it. Food. Food. You don't want food. You need food. It's a basic need. And we all check. Jesus needs to come back. I personally, it's time. It is time. It's time. It is time. It's really. It's it's really time. Why is it that tomatoes are like gonna be like a thousand for a kilogram, and chicken is the same price? Like. Jesus Christ! Like, what's going on here? Like, on the, my the day we catch you. Yeah, we really need a reevaluation because the foreign is recovering from whatever economic crisis it was going yeah. to last year, but, but the prices are still significantly high, and they just recently doubled the price of sugar at the store, and I was just like, okay, this is, <laughs> this is crazy. Why is it double? Like, I literally bought it two weeks ago for half the price. And now I'm back here, and I'm just like I can't recognize this. I can't recognize this anymore. Oh my god, it's really, it's really a lot. It's a lot, and it's a lot. while we're on school, I don't wanna 
derail or whatever. Subject registration. So in South Africa, when you apply for any course, for example, I was doing nursing. When you apply for nursing, you are automatically registered for the subjects you have to do on Ooh. your first year. Mm-hmm. Automatically. Because mm-hmm. it's subject you're supposed to do. Here, you have to manually, first of all, let's start here. You apply for whatever you apply for. Nursing, computer sciences, piloting, whatever. How do you know what subjects you're supposed to do? Like, you've never been introduced to that system. They're just like, oh, just log into Neptune and register for subjects. You go into Neptune, you don't know which subjects you have to register for for your first semester because no one tells you. They don't send you an email and they're like, oh, by the way, on for your first semester, yeah. these are the subjects you must register for. Like, I feel like it needs to be something automatic because right now, we're fighting for space mm-hmm. to get into a subject that is compulsory. You literally wrote obligatory subject and then you make space for 25 people. But you know that in the class we're 50. Like, what am I supposed to do now? And the moment you register late, they charge you for that. Because you'll be waiting for someone to drop the subject and then you uh, register. And then they're like, oh, you registered late. So we're going to find you for that. You need to pay. The so fines are the so fine. ridiculous. Like, these fines for the most ridiculous things on earth. And it's Every not even your you fault. Made, you pay for it. Exactly. Every little mistake you make. You lose a you document. Because, you know, um, this is a document that they give you when you come and you have to, like, fill it, the medical paper that yeah. you have to do the whole checkup oh, yes, again. Yes, yes. If you lose that document, you're fined. If you miss that appointment, you're fined. It's just... It's crazy. But that I kind of understand because the medical system here is very complicated. If you miss your appointment, I would also find you considering the hardships of getting you that appointment because I think they need to pay those because the clinics you go for the checkups are actually really good compared to the public uh, doctors I've been to. But we use, we use like for us, it's mm-hmm. like the university. Yeah. The university has like doctors the students intern nice. there mm-hmm. so i'm just like i get the finding part but even if okay for me for example when i lost all my documents my paper was among that mm-hmm. and i hadn't completed it and they really didn't care do you get i feel like finding is okay if you're finding me because i didn't care to come yeah that's different from if you're finding me from i had a class and i had a lecture and i just couldn't you make get it there, and yeah. i just couldn't make it there they need, like, i think the yeah. problem here is being realistic they need to be realistic with certain things and they're just not because you get fined for the smallest things like right now i'm literally sitting here and i'm just hoping that someone drops the subject so that i can register because the registration closes today and we sent so many emails like a lot of people send emails to lecturers to be like uh this thing is not working what's happening no one is replying, no one is saying anything. But the moment it's the moment it's closed and everything, now you have to go through a long process of requesting, paying, blah 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 for something that's not even your fault. So you go through the stress before you even start school. Like you're just going through it. It's I don't know, I don't even know how they can make it better. The whole subject registration thing, I think they should just make it automatic. If I register for computer sciences, you know it's my first year. Just make it automatic. Yeah, yeah, you're on this major, you're automatically registered. Every obligatory uh, subject must just be automatically registered. Yeah. Enroll for or like the course. lectures because the lectures yeah. are normally on a fixed time, yeah. And then for the seminars, you can play around with what time yeah. will be available. That makes more sense, it gives the student something to build their calendar off of, and yeah. you're just not 
studying there, sending a lot of emails. And I don't know, personally, I'm not a huge fan of emails because uh, I just, you I don't know. Getting so I like try to avoid, I try to avoid, <laughs> I try to avoid them as much as I can. So I feel like if they would just make the process a bit easier, easier for you in your first year, obviously second year, been here for a while you can get on your yeah, feet you can your that makes out. sense or even yeah. second semester but like yeah. first first semester yo yo some people come directly from high school they don't know what to do i was so lost i was just lucky that i got someone who was in bme and she was able to just be like hey did you do this did you do that i mean every time she's like did you do this i'm like first of all what is that because what I've are you talking about what are you talking about but yeah. I feel like we've been mentioning a whole lot of negative things. I'm going to mention one positive thing about school, which is how they do their examinations here. Um, so in South Africa, you are given a date. Today, tomorrow, you're writing comprehensive exam in nursing, and that's it. It's tomorrow. It's it. It's here, you get um, about three weeks, or if you're lucky enough, like in Samal Wiles, I know they give you like, uh, if you're going to be writing exams from December until January, every single week you have an opportunity to write the exam. So you can just be like, oh, I need two weeks to prepare. And then she can just be like, I'm, I just need a week to I'm prepare. Ready. I'm ready. I, I can go write it tomorrow. So you have that option to write when you want to write. Of course, given the dates that are provided. So they give you a couple of dates with, that you can choose from to mm -hmm. write an exam that you want to write. So other people want to be done by December. Others don't mind staying and writing in January. And between those periods, if your lecturer is kind enough, they'll be like, if the exam is every single week, if you write the first week, you fail it, you can retake it in the next one and you fail it and retake it. With others, you have to pay for the second and third. So you can retake exams, you can retry if you feel like your marks are not satisfying you you can just retake that i love that system i agree i really I agree. love it i love how you can build your own exam schedule based on yeah. your preparation how you get another chance to sit the test if you feel like you're not satisfied or if you didn't do well generally mm -hmm. and you'd like another chance like it's good i like that they promote that and yeah i think that's also it's a really good thing. It's, it's a, a good thing real about good system. It's just that when I came, I was like, hmm, the moment you give me a lot of chances, it means it's hard. Really? <laughs> the moment you say, I'm going to give you more chances, it means it's hard. Really? And I realized that those subjects that have the second uh, retake, ooh, they will show you plays. They just know that it's going to show you plays. And the more you have to, to write the retake, the harder it keeps getting. So the main test will be like, hmm, you're going through it. The retake is going to be like, okay, need to study harder than the last time. The re-retake, oh my God. So this is my advice to everybody. I think from BME point of view and Semi-Wiles point of view, because my housemate was from Semi-Wiles and we shared the same um, opinions or was it opinions? I don't know. But um, always write the first exam if you can, because the first one is much, uh, it's less harder than the second coming ones because they just keep making them harder and harder and harder as you go really but yeah. as it gets easier because so you guys are like you've struggled with the exam so definitely <laughs> you need if for us they either duplicate the exact exam or make it easier because they're also trying to make you guys then pass no one no one wants to be there with you all through the semester it's december it's christmas period like for us personally when i was in first year they were trying to just make sure that we were done and dusted and everyone was out there 
it was just and i like how also you can get a suggested grade if yeah. you did well in your midterms and you don't want to do your final exam i think that's also a good thing exam exemption yeah. and that's an, that's something we didn't have we had that in south africa in kenya think, or at yeah. least i did i was in school for a few Oh, but you also, I like yeah, you also yeah. go to like a university in Kenya. So in South Africa, we had that. So you'd get exempted. So for example, um, when I was doing nursing, there's what we call anatomy. So for anatomy and physiology, if you got 60% as an overall mark for the semester or the term, then you would get um, exempted from your exam. And then if you feel like the 60% is not good enough for you, then you can just go and write the exam so that you get better marks or whatever that you want. So we did have the whole, you get exempted for certain subjects, but obviously not all the subjects have that. Even here, it's not all the subjects. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's just some of them are just like, ah, oh, if you got this mark, you don't have to write the exam. You're good. It means the whole semester you've been working. Congratulations. Pat yourself on the back because now you yeah, can go home. Yeah, you can go. You can finish your, you can, you can finish, finish the semester earlier yeah. if, you're, if you're prepared. Another good thing, talking of universities, mm-hmm. um, but I don't know if you guys have this, but University of Debrecen has this like fun week. They had it in our first year, but I was busy looking for a house. I was practically homeless, so I didn't get to enjoy it. But they had a fun week of activities for first years. And um, like this day, the swimming, you guys get a free ticket to go to nice. the water park, yeah. and you guys like do that. And then they organized the party, everyone was getting free shots. Like they just went their way to you know accommodate you, accommodate to welcome you, you and you accommodate you, and make you guys you socialize and acclimatize yeah. and just like yeah. get together as first years. So definitely, I feel like that was also a good thing for me. They yeah. they they helped us acclimatize socially by yeah. putting us out there and just letting us have a good time and unwind before yeah. the semester workload workload actually starts hitting. Yeah, we also have the same, um, so we have the IMT team, which is the International Mental Team. Mm-hmm. They already sent the plan for the month. So every month, actually for us every month, not just the first semester or like for first year students, every month they send you the plan. So they'll be like, okay, this first week we're going to go see this museum. Like the one that they recently sent was a matter of, I don't remember, the first week they're helping with accommodation. And then the second week, they're going to be helping with uh, showing you around the university. Because unlike in South Africa, here, you're gonna, this building belongs to BME and those are the classes. And then when you walk five kilometers from here, the building also belongs to BME. So you have to be going from yeah, this building to that building. So this class is for, this building has a class for calculus. When you go to the class at the corner, they like a building that's across the street, that's another, that just looks like, like you said, like in one building, you have a school, you have a, a shop, you have a, a apartments, blah, 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 in one building. So it's very, it's very, yeah. So the IMT team at least helps you to be like, okay, you know, that's Q building. You know that when you have to go to the E building, you have to cross the street and whatever. So they show you around. I never attended any of those because I think because I had people that showed me around already. I had a very good support system. So I didn't really need to attend those things. But they really do help you to meet up with other international students because they most of them are going through the same thing that you do. And I think when you come and study abroad, the biggest thing that you should do is make sure that you network 
because the moment you graduate you are kind of going to need those people like know a lawyer here and there so that when you get in trouble you can contact that lawyer know a programmer so that if you go through something you can know a financial you know know people come here and get to know people from different universities for your kids sake because let's be honest in this universe that we're in and this life that we're living right now you need to know someone to be able to make it there so your kids for your kids you just know that oh i have auntie michelle she's gonna fly you guys to blah 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 you know i get my private jet and i'm just like auntie michelle's gonna fly you guys you know (laughs) (laughs) but you know you have such things and you know Yeah. yeah it's very good um and then coming into accommodation um that's another hey subject okay i'm i feel like i always advocate for people but i'm gonna advocate for them in a manner of okay let me just explain it like this finding accommodation here as an international student is really hard because the moment they see that your name is maseho and that you have a profile picture and you're a black person they don't really consider you to uh get an apartment so they don't consider you to come even just to view an apartment it's so hard they like it's hard to get an apartment but i I also understand them because if you're international you can literally pick up your bags and go without saying a word and they can never trace you as if you are hungarian they know that this is your mom and this is where you come from and they can retrace you and you can pay for it but that's what the two month deposit is for no it is for that but you can literally try what's mess up the place and then actually you have a valid point I feel like with the two month deposit, it really secures them. Yeah. It really secures them. But it's, I think, I think I thought of it in a manner of if I owned property in South Africa, I would be more comfortable renting it out to a South African personally. I feel like if I have a flat mm. and an African is looking for a place to stay, like yeah. I've, they've come in, we've had to talk. I've, I've, you've said, okay, you're a very clean person. You're going to take care of the space. Like we've gotten to talk. I don't understand why you should not give me a chance. You shouldn't give me a chance to express myself to you and show you that I can take care of a space just as much as... I do understand that there's incidences, but looking at the whole cases of international students, particularly, let me talk, let's talk about Africans. Let's talk about Africans. I feel like having compared ourselves to Mm -hmm. other international students, our hygiene standards are at a a decent level, like above... A lot of other above a lot of other people, and so of course it's gonna be a few that are messy or mm. whatever, but on average, like we take care of our environments because that's something that is so basic to us back yeah. home, like we've seen our mothers do it, like and so we do it exact to a decent standard where we're maintaining the flat, and we so I don't stay feel. We're not yeah. comfortable staying in a dirty environment. In a dirty environment. Trust me, when you and move so, here, you'll be shocked at how a person is just okay with living in exactly. a... Exactly. Dirt. Like, dirt. Absolute <laughs> filth. And they're so comfortable. Like, it also goes to show how hygiene looks different for us aclo- across yeah. the globe. And so, that being said, I don't feel like... I, I don't feel like it's right for someone to just knock me out just because of how I look without them hearing me out because if it's like oh I rented this to an African student before and they didn't take care of it and that's why I'm being skeptical about it that makes sense but for you to just be like eh, 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 please I'm not I'm not dating because I 
I just I just feel like it's not it's not a fair it's not a fair thing to do especially because fair. we're away from home like I said the universities don't really care about us yeah. so you're out here the 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 houses that are reserved for international students you're paying three times the average Hungarian what the average Hungarian is paying which is pure exploitation and I feel like we're already paying thousands in fees yeah. you're already paying thousands to buy if you want to go to the African store and buy something that you would get back home or an alternative to that you're already paying more for that and so if you're a landlord and you could make someone's life easier by just allowing them to be in your targeted whatever um clientele or anything it's not gonna hurt it's really not gonna hurt honestly i think the reason i'm thinking about what you're saying and i'm thinking about the landlords and i'm like i don't think there's any landlord who sits down and they like oh you know shame international students oh my god they're going through this no one considers that i think everyone just wants to fall into a safety net without having to overthink the whole thing i don't know if i'm making any sense I don't want to be thinking, oh my God, shame. Ah, oh, they really need a place to stay. Oh my God, if I don't give them this apartment, they're never going to get an apartment. They don't know, first of all, of anything that we, the struggles we go through. They, chances are they don't know anything about what we go through. And they're just trying to fall into a good safety net because they know that, first of all, it's, yes, the deposit is going to cover um, the, 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 if the damages or if you decide to move out without letting the landlord know because trust me i know people that moved out and they didn't tell the landlord and they just decided to flee the country because they were leaving or whatever and if you sign the contract for a year I've, I've already made a business plan that you know what for a year this is covered blah 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 now you're setting me a step backwards because if you leave around december january no one is coming at that time so chances are the house is not going to be rented for that time so you see how you're just damaging business i think if you think of it from a business point of view i understand where they're coming from if i think of it from what i'm going through then i'm just like oh my god you guys are really being unfair i just i just feel like they could be different i feel like they could be different business they could be different business guys i i'm i'm just i i know i'm a money-minded person and i love money but when i picture myself having a house and renting it out especially to students because you went especially you know how it feels like so for you it's emotional it's not even it's not even about not going like it's basic human values you want to yeah, tell me it's, it's basic business. human values. Business is where because I'm telling you I'm not going to pay my rent because of this. But yeah. you choosing who's going to come and lease the property to. An it's African business. came first and you have, there's no other Hungarian that's interested in oh, the no, flat. Normally it's because mm-hmm. the Hungarians DM them and they have like a lot of Hungarians that are coming uh, through. So I'm if not. I have five South Africans that already applied, I'm giving it to them. I'm personally, I'm sorry, I'm going to do it because that's, uh, what, that's business for me. If yes, no, there's no one different. renting it out, or you send me a text and you tell me how you're going through whatever, but that's, that's a different concept because this is purely business, guys. Like, but because that's Hungarians different to the context. Also apply. That's different to the the context is you've come. Mm-hmm. There's a house that has been advertised. Mm-hmm. You've clearly expressed interest. They don't have any other person, but they say no to you because you're have African. You ex- okay, I've never experienced that. That's what I'm talking about because that's the case. They're they like experience? they're not renting it out to Africans. They're just renting it out they to Hungarians. That? Yeah, like it's popular. It's even it's even okay, it's that's it's that that's what I'm talking about. I feel like in that case, money or no money, I feel like that's being outrightly discriminative. Yeah. That's being discrim you're not even willing to hear the other person out just yeah. because of how they look. And in that sense, I just feel mm-hmm. like that's a wrong way to do business and it just doesn't sit well with me. I yeah, mean they're free con- to do as they please, but it context, just I doesn't sit well with me. In that context I I I really hear you. I 
was not away that that's the situation for me i'm just thinking about how um if i get people that i would trust and i know that for sure my business is secured for the whole year i'm going to get this amount of money of rent and blah 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 and I'm, I can easily retrace the person, then I would do that. But then if there's no one coming in, business-wise, you just take the people that are coming in. Regardless of their race, their backgrounds. Yeah. Guys, it's a lot. Oh, speaking of houses, now that you talked about, can you talk about how some houses are so old furnished? Like, I've never seen certain TVs in my house, and I see, I don't know if this is the case. Okay, Budapest is a bit modern, but in Debrecen, like i was so shocked when i got into a house and they were like okay this is a modern this is a modern apartment i'm just like with that tv the, it, like modern, oh my god the bare minimum you can do if you say your house is modern is to paint painted white but the color will be another shade the the, the cupboards are brown like, and you they literally write poorly maintained and i'm just like poorly. and i can really even because, furnished for the re- for the current yeah uh what's this rent landlord what's the other one what are you the tenant, tenant. <laughs> it's not it's not like ready for the next tenant yeah and the funny thing is my friend younger and i had to move out and our landlord posted and younger was like oh my god did you see that he wrote modern apartment and i'm like modern where where is it that modern the only modern thing he did apartment. was paint the common rooms white the bedrooms look terrible the he just painted common area so the kitchen the dining area and the bathrooms white and then it was like common uh, modern apartment and he increased the rent by twenty five thousand because he painted those common rooms. it just breaks my heart it really breaks my heart even the cupboard spaces that they have back in debris and where they expect you to sleep like that's not a that's not a wardrobe that is those, you know, in back home where you have these wooden things where the TV's in the center yeah. and then there's like cutlery. That's what someone expe- that's where someone expects you to keep your clothes, just for you to understand the context of what I'm talking about. When I'm thinking of a modern apartment, I'm thinking coffee maker, toaster, what in the kitchen, washer, a dishwasher, a recently bought fridge, yeah. a recently bought washing machine. Things are in mm-hmm. excellent condition. Like you you're maintaining the flat. The heating system is modern as well. Yeah. It's not the traditional one. You don't have a gas oven. Like yeah. you come here and you actually see things that you've never even seen. And you're the one coming from a quote unquote third world country. Like it's just unbelievable it's sometimes. Crazy. It is it is so even crazy. the beds. Like I came here and I saw beds I've never seen before. I, I was like that time we even eh. made to share one fridge with five people. Like we were sharing if it was the five of us sharing one fridge. One not even a wide fridge one small fridge the stove has like three working what do you call those things? plates the oven is uh gas and the heat only comes from the bottom not from up and bottom just from the yeah guys we've seen things it's you know in my language you say it means grow up and you will self see things and another thing is i think that's what you say but it means when you the more you travel the more you see the more you see things <laughs> you'll be shocked shocked speaking of shockers let's talk about the whole mobile contract thing because back home you get a sim card by uh by a service mm-hmm. and um you know mm-hmm. you pay for it you can you can buy the airtime yeah. on the streets yeah. or just locally sourced you come here first and foremost you have to sign a contract 
you don't have to sign a contract. Don't fall for that. Really? The thing is, when I came here, I I, I didn't have stress. I didn't have financial stresses. So when I came, there was just they like, oh, um, so you have to sign a contract. It's ten thousand for not even ten thousand, five thousand for rent per month and you get 10 gigs of data was it 10 but it was a lot of gigs that actually lasted like a very long time for mm-hmm. me it would last more than a month for me like mm-hmm. that's how it was for me mm-hmm. but tell me why i've never paid five thousand forints i always paid around ten thousand forints because this happened hey this happened oh my god i literally one day went i'm just like whoa guys i've never paid 10k i've never paid 5k the 5k that i signed on the contract Exactly. And you, every month there's a new story of why I'm paying for 10,000. Tell me why the amount is doubling. So be careful. Tell them you want a prepaid SIM yeah, card. The prepaid SIM card. The prepaid Don't sign SIM a contract with data. It's so much better. And you can buy your own data based on what, however you consume data. Because right now, because I stopped it and I was like, why has I been so stupid? Because you can, I can actually, I had Wi-Fi at work. I had Wi-Fi at school. I had Wi-Fi here at like in my accommodation so i only needed data for when i'm outside any of those facilities which was not that much data so i just went to them and i was like it took me more than a year to just be like oh i waited for the contract to expire because it got to a point where i was just like okay now how do i cancel the whole thing and they start telling you stories about how you cancel it blah 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 yeah and you when just you cancel like, it you're gonna lose out uh, they're gonna they're gonna find you this. and the fine the fine is not a thousand foreigns mm. it's 25 like it's it's in the 20s 20 somethings like it's just before you start, when you come here and you're getting into the mobile whatever the mobile con the mobile um contract mobile or contract or mobile service or mobile service systems number one i would say be very vigilant don't just sign contracts that's one thing that I've also realized about here because sometimes they make the contract look so casual all oh, right here just put your yeah. signature but if you're getting the the service and you're in a place where you can just access internet just be like no I'm just getting the service so I can be able to I don't I don't want to sign up for any extra yeah. package cuz they're just putting you into subscriptions and that's the other thing they automatically even the bank it automatically signs you up for subscriptions like messages and the messages are in Hungarian let's start there like you <laughs> I'm not even I'm not even understanding what you just sent to me and you're charging me so much money for all of those things because even when it comes to, I'm not gonna say names because I don't know if it's uh, if it's good or not, if it's legal or not. But this one um, internet service, what do you call them? This internet service, is this, yeah, yeah. What, what, what it's called, um, the green one, the now green one, now it's green. Um, I went there and I think was I canceling my contract? I had to keep paying for. I think even right now, if I go check, I probably owe a whole lot of money because they kept saying I must come back in a month. To pay for what 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 because of the cancellation of what what and i was just sitting there like sissy what you're saying doesn't <laughs>